I'm Woody. Howdy, 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 howdy. Shout out that shark. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb toy. Who just has like a shark? Like it should. Uh, today be- at work, someone asked me, "Is like, hey, did you like, did you fuck with shark gummies as a kid?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I or forgot like, all about them." Street sharks were cool toys. Like Jawsome. Yeah, but like they had yeah. roller, they had rollerblades, and well, they had legs. There were sharks that had legs. And like buff ass arms and shit. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like um, they're finding ways to try to capitalize on Ninja Turtles popularity, and they're like, "Well, they have sharks' heads." It's like, okay. yeah, like with like, but like they have ripped ass arms and legs and rollerblades and jetpacks and shit. Yeah, fucking sick. Probably made a bunch of money. Super sick. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about today, unfortunately. We did for a second, so that's cool. So. We're doing album art as a topic, just generally, and I'm laughing now because I'm realizing you guys are both wearing album art, well, single art shirts. The same shirt, actually. We are wearing the same shirt, and Steve designed it. Shout out Steve and Josh and Modest Mike for printing them, and uh, us for wearing it. I have one. Big big up everyone involved. I I generally, like, if I like an album and I like the art, um, I like having album art shirts. Sure, but sometimes there's album art that I like can't get behind. Even if oh yeah, happens a lot. I mean, like I feel like there's a lot of good records where the album art's like not terrible, but just like not good. You know, so like you don't really it doesn't look good on a shirt. It's like a like I feel that like every no use for a name album. Every no use for a name album has the absolute worst album art. Yeah, but it's fitting for the time, I guess. No, because there was albums that came out during that time that had sick album art, and they just had really shitty album art. I'm sorry, I was closing out all my apps. Well, what are which which what are we referring to here? Oh, how much all of No Use for a Name's album arts suck, all of them. Well, there's like this weird thing where in, in like punk and pop punk, where you either had really great album art or just like really shitty. Was just like their name and like a cartoony font and an oval and flames. I have the shirt. It, it looked like a patch that would be on like. Guy Fieri's jacket or mine. Fair, because I like I have a noise for a name shirt, but I don't have the one with the flames though. Mine's just the cartoony writing. Cool, but like seen one here with like a three D rendered dude. Like <gasps> that's the one, yeah. <laughs> so bad. I had a shirt, um, sophomore year of high school that I got in trouble for wearing to school. It was just a black T shirt and it had the cover of "You Come Before You" on it. Oh god! But it was like a dude like holding this human heart, and they're like, "Oh, that's violent!" Like, okay, it's a fucking T-shirt, and I didn't actually rip out somebody's real heart. I remember I say, God's uh, poison, po- poison the wells album art on that is uh very busy, but I think yeah. it's aged almost with like a certain like charm to it. Oh sure, 
um what we could talk about metalcore art direction for like a couple ages. days see i like i like old album art not because it's old but because it's like with before they had photoshop and shit people had, they had like limitations oh yeah so they like could really like you had to go out of your way to make something like extremely shitty yo it's on the topic of old album art uh I was looking for a song, and I ended up uh, going through this playlist of 60s country. And one, I learned that 60s country actually kind of kicks ass. Sure. And two, holy shit, the album art was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, that whole era of that kind of album art, I love that like, stuff. Sh- shout out Ray Price. His whole discography is just, like, insane-looking layouts and the font selections and i'm like these guys are at this like 60 years ago making it look just incredible oh yeah i, I love course, that whole the, vibe the ones that are hard as fuck too where they're like walking with their guitar and stuff yeah that shit's tight like when photoshop and like different programs became available like it was that thing happened where it's like oh we can do this but it's like you shouldn't always do it you know what I mean? So they would make sure. stuff look all fucking over the top, and it's like kind of like it's aged very poorly. A lot of stuff. That's fair. Like Creed, we were talking about that last week. So we have like a group text like, of like the three of us. Like I'm not telling y'all because you guys know, but like whoever's listening, like there's a group text of me, Mill, and Steve, and we were talking about album art today, and then Mill sent a picture of the human clay create album cover so bad and i fucking lost it because it's so sick and then i remembered when we put out our single for our last ep i don't remember what the context was or why we were talking about creed but you texted me more than human clay and i lost it oh yeah i thought it was the funniest thing in the world well like the the funny thing to me i said this to steve earlier that album's like multi platinum, right? Oh, oh yeah. So it's like that album has sold so many copies, and it's just like it looks terrible. Ab, it's not their worst album art. That's the it. worst album art's the one with the fucking tree. Tree. Uh, it's called Weathered. I had to look it up after we talked about it last. <laughs> like oh, God, so I. And you have to imagine like. Granted, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm on my fucking high horse here. I'm nobody in that world. But, like, somebody got paid to do that. Someone got paid probably a shit ton to do that. By like, a, by a, a major label. By a major label. Or whoever pays for the album art, I'm assuming. And, like, there that. had to have been, like, someone, some kind of publicist or something who saw it. And they're like, no fucking way. This is not happening. And they're like, oh, someone okayed it. Yeah, How did that too. happen? So, that had to get approved. And it got approved um, probably by a bunch of people down the line before it actually got printed and like hit the market. How did that fucking happen? It's so bad. This album is uh, peaked at number one on the Billboard 200, Human what Clay. The fuck? And the album sold over 11.5 million copies in the U.S. alone and over 20 million worldwide. 20 wow. million copies worldwide. Yeah, 11.5 million alone in the U.S. So it's That's like, fucking insane. So it's like... And that was, like, at the end, so, like, 90, what was this, 99, yeah. So, like, 99 is, like, there's still a couple of good years left of album sales. Oh, sure. 
So, like, that's at a time period, like, just for so people who are listening um, can kind of remember, if, or if you weren't around then, people bought CDs then. So, it's like, it's not unheard of for a popular CD to sell that many copies, but thinking about how terrible that CD looks, and then thinking about that many people buying <laughs> it. Like, imagine, like, a big shelf at, like, a Coconuts Music with, like, all Creed Human Clay CDs. Like a poster. And people walk up like, oh, kick-ass, I can't wait to buy this. And no one walked up and they're like, oh, man, that looks fucking bad. Have you, uh... <laughs> I want to put it have back. You, have you ever checked out a record based on the album art with no oh, yeah. preconceived notion? Mm-hmm. For sure. And either loved it or completely hated it? Absolutely. Um, When I was 13, I think, I was at uh Borders. And I saw Parade of Chaos, and I thought the album art was super cool because it was like this old, like weathered-looking paper, and it had like the circle die cut out of the middle, like the middle of the disc, and a bunch of shit. And I mm-hmm. looked, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a, a Tooth and Nail album. This is probably awesome." And ended up being my favorite Zero record. There you go. I bet you a bunch of people bought Enema of the State for the cover. I was like, "Oh, I fucking boobs on it, sick." <laughs> I mean, in can't go wrong. It, I feel like that rarely happens nowadays just because, like, usually you, can, you just pull it up on Spotify or whatever. But uh, just, you know, every now and then, like, I'm still slow to checking shit out. Uh, but the last time I did it, it was actually last year. It was that Glitterer album. Oh, and that uh, Ned from Title Fight's, like, synth pop thing? Yeah, and, then, like, the cover's just him on it. And like he's wearing a red hoodie and like like looking through blinds that are also red and I thought the red blinds just looked really fucking cool. Is it good? I loved it. And I was like, it. I never. I wanted to check it. it out. I never did. I didn't. I didn't. I like idiot me. Idiot me didn't even realize it was Ned Russin. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Ned Russin. Um, <laughs> I think like, let's put my gum out. Um, I think like we exist in the world where album art's very important, but. You know, it's kind of funny to think about, like, even back in the day when CDs were a thing, pop artists, album art is never very standout. There's, like, a status quo. It just serves a purpose. Sure. Like, it's a usually a picture of the artist. So it's like, you're never like, oh, that Taylor Swift album art looks terrible. But then you're also never like, oh, it's such sick album art. It's usually like, oh, here's a picture of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift put out an album and I want to say, like, 2016 or 17. Which album was that of hers? That right. reputation with yeah, the, that, old, the, the old English. The art looked like it was put out by fucking Bridge Nine. <laughs> I think that's what they were So it looked for. outdated and bad with old English? <laughs> no, it looked fucking hard as fuck. It looked um, like, a, like a Get By album. I, uh, I have two Taylor Swift CDs. I have Red and 1989. Because right up until then, you couldn't stream her on Spotify. Do you remember oh, that? No, I she never like tried she to. like wouldn't put her music on Spotify. Oh, and I'm one of those people who like isn't really a fan, but also not a hater. Like I think she has some good songs, but I think like I don't think she has a whole album that I like front to back. I think I'm like oh, her like, last album is fucking incredible. Yeah, but it's oh. like Phoebe Diet Phoebe Bridgers for me, so it's like I'll just listen to it. You know, what no, I mean? it's like that for everyone. It's exactly what it is. It's just I, really good. I no. talk shit about it as well and called it Diet Punisher, but uh, I will say. I really did like the um, the black and white film photo aesthetic with like the really low contrast and stuff. 
Oh yeah, the album art for that album is really good. Um, she will, generally actually has really good album art. I will hate on the lowercase track list because I always think that just comes off really tacky. I I uh, Fair. I'm just Fair. gonna throw this out there. I'm not hating on her new record. I'm just saying like I understand because you have to when you're her, you have to sell CDs to your fans and you have to give them a new. You can't do the same CD over and over again. And I think that since transitioning into the pop world, she's done a good job of changing her sound up a little bit. Oh yeah, to to keep it fresh, but like, to me, it's like the way I would describe it is I don't think it's bad, but it doesn't make me go, oh, I really want to go out of my way to listen to this. It's just like, oh, that's cool. It's not bad. Fair, but I, I feel think, that. But she doesn't need me. I mean, she has legions of followers. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's gonna be fine without any of us. Yeah. So. The uh, the last time I saw like a pop record and got really pissed off at the artwork, which. <laughs> That that's a statement that I, I'm not I'm I'm pretty ashamed of, but um, don't be fuck it. Some of it's bad. I don't know if they changed it or if it was just like they were hyping it with one image and then the actual cover of something else. But Ariana Grande's latest record that like just came out, mm-hmm. the first like the image that everyone was sharing around. It was clearly something done in, like, Ink Lab, like, with the fucking grimy text, like, going vertical with just, like, a picture of her in a rounded frame. And it just made me think, like, oh, okay, like, once again, people are just going back to the well and going off the same website and buying shit, even in pop now. But then, like, the actual album is just a portrait of her with no text or anything, and I think it suits suits it much more than, like, something off Ink Lab. Nothing against, nothing against Ink Lab, it's just, you know, oversaturation and all that stuff. No, Ink Lab, for what it is, it's it's really cool. It is, and I, and I think it's a great asset, but I think just I'm tired of seeing that stamped, like, warped text everywhere. But um, I bitched about I that for that. an hour you, a couple weeks ago. You guys know how on YouTube, <laughs> like, people will have you, like, they'll say, oh, speed the video up to 1.25 times speed and it'll be better or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if I like took an Ariana Grande track and like lowered her voice, like like lowered the like made it lower if I'd like it more. Because I feel like when I hear her songs, like she's a great singer, but she gets so high up there in range, and I'm like, oh my. If ears. you played one of her songs a lot slower, it would just sound like Bon Iver. I'm gonna make it. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna make it real low <laughs> so she sounds like the dude from Typo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking the, of, uh, Typo has a lot of shit album art. Yeah, I but, love the, I uh, love the October template, Rust though. one's cool though. Yeah, I, I love, love their the template. Yeah, the branding of the corner text. That's cool. yeah, yeah that, that's really neat. And it's been around forever, and not a lot of people have done the same thing, which I think is cool. I think like that's like a really cool thing. But you're totally right. But again, like I feel like in the punk world, I'm gonna say I'm gonna use punk very loosely. Punk underground metal, etc. Going into hardcore. When you don't have a budget, it's so hit... Like, nowadays, it's different, because you could do that shit on your computer, but it's so hit or miss for old album art, you know? Oh, yeah. If there's no budget, because they were just going to Kinko's and, like, photocopying a bunch of shit. Like, the Buddha, original Buddha tape for Blink, not the one that they sell now, it was a picture of a Buddha statue in, like, Hoppus's mom's backyard or something. Sure. And then the Cheshire Cat one is from a calendar, and they changed the colors so they wouldn't get sued. That's awesome. So, like... What kind of fucking budget did Blink have, you know, until later? So it's like they clearly, obviously Blink is in that kind of, um, early Blink is kind of in that no use for a name category where it was kind of throwing something at a wall and see if it sticks, you know? 
I've always sure. been very, very like indifferent on their album art. Yeah, I, I can... none of their album art really stands out to me as being actually no. The take off your pants and jacket album art is fucking sick. Um, the rest of it I don't really give a shit about. Take off your pants and jacket is the best branding I think that they have, and it's funny. Cause oh yeah, that's like maybe my f- like when I just like talking musically fourth or fifth down the line for me as far as their records go. I'm just that guy. I think it's great. It's my favorite band, but I'm just that guy. But it's the best art. They have a long sleeve from 2001 that has the the like artwork, and then it has it going down the, the sleeve. With the, yeah, it's like so mm-hmm. tight. I want one so bad. Definitely a cool color scheme. I I really do like the uh, untitled color scheme as well, and I think that one's a bit more yeah. iconic just because it was like the smiley face is stuck now for so many years. No, oh, yeah, it's just gonna be there forever. But I like all the bad old stuff, like the. We came to conquer Uranus with the shitty alien movie artwork and like the Lemmings one, where it's literally a lemming like in a field that somebody took a picture of. And it's like <laughs> this, this fucking art sucks, but in like two years you're gonna be mega famous and rich. I've like I've like never thought yeah. about it. Like I've just never really questioned it. And then one day, one day we were we think we were going through your records in your room, and I kind of looked at Dude Ranch, and I'm like, the album's just a just a bull with. Huge nuts, <laughs> gigantic balls. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I like the C, the CD. Oh shit, uh, the CD itself looks really cool because it's like a the revolver, cartridge. like the yeah whatever the you chamber. call that part where you put the the bullets and the like a six shooter. Yeah, yeah, that looks neat. The theme is cool. Like I I like with the you open it up and they copied the Ashbury Park like the Bruce Springsteen postcard, but it says Welcome to Blink One Eighty Two's Dude Ranch. I do that, really like that's that. That's actually a nice. I used touch. to have a Jimmy Eat World shirt like that. It had I, like I, it looked like an yeah like I remember an old Arizona that. postcard that said Escape to Jimmy Eat World and it had that same because because they love Ashbury Park thing they love Springsteen he clearly uh, references him when he says uh, I'm a I'm a New Jersey success story <laughs> that's just a Springsteen reference to to him true so that's a yeah but also you know who else loves Bruce Springsteen fucking everybody yeah well you should he's the sickest yo I'm gonna go off topic real quick but uh, you know as I do. Um, you know the show Growing Pains, how I was talking about it the other day? Yeah, this is like six episodes in a row. There's like an episode <laughs> there's an episode where like it's an like an old one, like season one where Kirk Cameron, like a fucking new one? Well, like it's real old, like it's like nineteen eighty four or five, whenever the sure, show started. Sure. So it's like Bruce Springsteen was like currently putting out like those classic albums. Yeah. And there's an episode where the dad takes the son to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert. And he's all bummed because he couldn't get tickets originally. And then he, his dad gets them for him, but he like kind of was bummed because he wanted to go with a friend instead. And there's like a news reporter there. He's like, "Oh, you came here as father and son." He's like, "Yeah, I love this guy." And he like kisses his son on TV, and he's like a high school age kid, so he's all embarrassed. And it's just, oh, like, weird! And it's just this like really awkward episode, but it's like really funny because the whole episode's about Bruce Springsteen. Every episode of everything should be about Bruce Springsteen. Anyways, I don't know why that came to mind, but that's that's history lesson for the day. What's your favorite Growing Pains album art? <laughs> Season seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because Leonardo DiCaprio is in that season. And uh, they bought him a, a Walkman, and, he, and he's like, my own Walkman! Instead yeah, of like, crazy. Luke? And they bought him uh, some cassette from a band... I don't think actually existed, but um, they were called Mega Slime. That's so sick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, tight as fuck. Mega Slime sounds like a band that played at, like, 
Oh, big God. shots. No, even, but probably <laughs> earlier, earlier, like Camelot or something. The Highland Legion. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like they were like they Where's were probably. Amp? Yeah, like they were probably actually good. They had great blue voodoo amps. I remember at the time someone I knew I forgot like I won't branch off too far on this. Um, okay. Back in like the high school like playing shows at Legion Halls era, um, someone had a crate blue voodoo and I thought it sounded fucking super sick and it looked really cool. And I played one probably like four years ago and it was ass. It's just funny because at the time they were like popular. People were like yeah, why would you get a Mesa when you could just get this? Because Mesa was like <laughs> the other pop, you know. Yeah, um, I think because no, like you could get a crate blue voodoo like head and like the cabs had V30s in them. A blue voodoo cab is actually pretty solid still. It's just a 412 with V30s in it, but uh, you could get the head and the cab for I think like 1,200 bucks or something. Uh, I'll use this as a segue. Great, we, we need all, one. Thanks. We all um, exist in the like band world. Is like think about how you had to get your album art over the years for your own bands. Now, I know you guys both make it, but um, yeah, I always now. just did it. But, like, think of how it's evolved over time. Because back in the day, like, you were making it to print digipacks, not fucking put on Spotify. True. Like, you know, it's it's actually funny thinking. When we all start, well, maybe not Steve, but he was still around for this era. Well, but when we started playing in bands, there was no Spotify. You made music to be printed onto a CD. Absolutely. I mean, you put it out like a song on MySpace, but I remember you wouldn't put the whole CD because you wanted people to buy it. That's ridiculous. Right. You would only put like one or two songs up. So you had a bunch of songs recorded that people would go to your page and never knew those songs existed because you wanted people to buy your CD. Yeah. That's and that's it, fucking... That's so wild to think about. And it bums me out now because now we can't find the Caraway shit. There's like two songs available. <laughs> Yo, but the, the, the one that I was hoping for the most was available was available, so it was fine. I don't remember what it was called. Um, and that or, shitty delay part at the beginning that... Were they like a touring band or were they local? They were like um, somewhere in between. They were from like Grand Rapids or something and just played around here a lot. They are like a stereo size-ish. Maybe not that maybe, big. Maybe try like one of the old, depending on how you got your music for free 10 to 15 years ago. Um, <coughs> maybe try one of the old <coughs> blog spots like Sophie's Floorboards or something. Oh, good call. I'm yeah. better off You're just good? finding the yeah. I'm choking on my bubbly. Um, Dude, You're probably just better off finding one of the members of that band on Facebook. Like, hey, them, do yeah. you have any of your shit? You can email me. We're all sorts of fucked up. I like. I was like. Uh, I think I like tweaked the muscle in my throat. <coughs> oh word. Yeah, I was just like kind of massaging it out because you know trying to keep it loose for singing and all that. <coughs> Fuck. It feels like shit right now. But uh, anyways, um, random question, and it's not something that uh. I don't think it's asked enough. Is there like an album artist or someone whose art who's appeared on multiple albums that you really enjoy? Jason Oda. <clears throat> um, I don't know the guy's name, but the guy who did Angels and Airwaves Eye Empire, he's the guy that did like the Back to the Future movie posters. <clears throat> yeah, those so are I'm, sick actually. I'm, I'm kind of into that and I think they should do more albums that look like movie like that's really sick. Um, the dude that I uh his name I said, he did um like the first Straylight <laughs> Run full length. He did uh one of the beautiful mistake albums, and he did uh, "Hide Nothing," the further seems forever album. Everything he did looked exactly the same, but it was just like a bunch of super, super intricate line work and 
Oh shit, yeah. I'm real pretty, right super cool shit. I really, really liked a lot of his stuff. This looks like a mix that further seems for everyone. It looks like a mix of like really geometric art, but like stained glass. Yeah. <clears throat> he did a lot of really, really neat stuff. The two I want to mention, um, pardon me if I'm butchering this, uh, Mariusz Lewandowski, he did like the Bell Witch record in Fuming Mouth. Oh, and cool. It's like absolutely insane. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, almost like mythical. Like it's real metal for like they're all like on metal albums, but uh, it's just like some of the most insane illustrations I've seen in a long time. That's awesome. I'm gonna send them to you uh, uh, after. Actually, I could probably bounce it to the chat from my laptop. Oh, nice. Um, I might just do that real quick because this shit, this shit is <clears throat> absolutely nuts. Um, but then I got to shout out Trey the Ruler. Oh, nice. Um, hold on a second. I'll be right I'll back. You guys keep talking. I'll bounce this to you while, while uh, he steps away. Oh, word. Um, definitely got to shout out Trey the Ruler. He did uh, he did the last two Counterparts records. Oh, sure. Um, uh, he did Many Rooms. I think that man, that Many Rooms album might Sorry, be Sorry, I have a favorite. bunch of money on this football game, so that was about that. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I'm talking about, I was just talking about Trey's, Trey's album art. Uh, he did a bunch of from Indian Lakes. He did uh, the Many Rooms album art might be like my favorite album art, I think. Um, which is a double-edged sword because it is a like such a great cover, and I think Trey just killed it. But also because uh, she got canceled. Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I had to I had to shout out Trey there because <coughs> I think his work is phenomenal. And if it's true that he did the Nothing Left to Love artwork in 24 hours, that is insane to me. It very well could be. On the uh, the screen print, I accidentally just sent it to just Mill. My bad. Well, that's okay. Um, this the screen print. Uh, it's like a drawing of Brendan and Trey going. Oh, I got it. Oh shit! Like we have twenty four hours to submit art, and it was like draw like a hand, and then like put a knife. Holy shit! It. That's bonkers. Yeah, that is that, that. That's sick. That's that Polish guy. Yeah, that's real cool. I, uh... It's all stuff like that. <clears throat> I like going along with the movie poster thing. I think I like a lot of old paintings, like Master of Puppets. Like those oh, yeah. are like those are all just bizarre, bonkers ass, like talented people who could paint. Um, but I like photos a lot, like that are like kind of random. Like Deftones around the fur is just like the chick at the party. Yeah, and it's like it's not like um, the Enema of the State one where it's like a posed ass porn star with their tits pushed up. This is just like some random. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't it go? It's like random girl. Yeah, and like uh, other. There's a whole bunch of examples of like random photos used as art. Um, but I, I like that kind of stuff. Painting and photography are kind of the two standards. Um, granted, in the last 20, 30 years, illustrations definitely been up there. It's probably say longer than that. But uh, I think illustration, you know, especially now with more digital oriented stuff, it uh, it kind of reflects the times a bit more. I would say. Sure. Or paintings are like, paintings are timeless, and if someone nails it, they can fucking just completely knock it out of the park. Like uh, that Blistered album. Yeah. The Poison Self Confinement. That one's mm -hmm. super sick. Or uh, even the two <coughs> this year that were painted, the Mystics album art was a painting. Yeah, that's and, sick. Uh, and and the End Record. 
they did four paintings. That's true. So when you get the record, it comes with four cards. You can pick which cover you want, which I thought was an insane concept. <clears throat> That's, um, oh shit, hit my thing. Uh, there's a Kanye West record. Um, if you buy the, like the three LP, like triple gatefold of Dark Fantasy, it's like a big red sleeve and it has a big square cutout and you can insert different paintings for the album art. It's really I love cool. That. I love when albums have like little gimmicks like that. Um, oh yeah. That's probably just not cheap to do. <laughs> oh, not at all. Just because you mentioned Deftones a second ago, so to touch on that again, uh, the adrenaline art fucking is trash. It's just like that shell. <clears throat> I have it here somewhere. I fucking hate it. But like you think for like the time period, it, it works. <coughs> but also I mean, that can pass for like a Sugar Ray album. I mean, like that they didn't. That album sounds bad too. Like they didn't really have any money to does like the first record. But I have it on like this hot pink vinyl. It's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, is that, there an album that you love like so 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 much that has album art that you'd rather just never see again? I'm sure I have to think though. Yeah, I was trying to think about that as well. I'd say the end of heartache. Yeah, but I th- really those, hate that art. They have and some, that album is perfect. There's like a charm, like a certain charm to like metalcore art in general because a lot of it's bad. I would say it's so like like while I don't think it's good artwork by any means, it's just like one of those things you're like, oh yeah, it's like it's old Killswitch art. Like it's gonna look like that, but it's gonna be the best record you ever heard. That's fair. I guess yeah, I, don't particular, I don't particularly care for the Daylight Dies album art either. I don't like any Killswitch album art at all. Yeah, now it just looks like cleaner versions of that, like the newer stuff. Yeah. It's just like cleaned up. Um, but to answer your question, shh, man, a lot of bands I like have good album art. Uh, man, this is hard for me to. Let me look around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know because I really like. I'm like thinking. I'm looking at my like record. I have CDs and records everywhere, and I don't know. I have to think. I'll have to come back to that. That's fair. Do you have an absolute all-time favorite album art? I might have to say that many rooms one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually really cool. It's just it's a photo, but it's like surreal enough, and I think it fits the vibe of the record very well. But I just think that album art and layout tray just completely knocked it out of the park. I don't know what it is or why I like it so much, but every time I see it, I'm just like, that looks so damn good. Like part of me wants to say it's full collapse from Thursday. Just because it, it's super clean. Like, it's so, so clean. But in the same time, it's a little, I guess, kind of boring. But I also want to say Beneath Medicine Tree, the Copeland album. Because, like, the, the insert's all just a bunch of, like, random obscure photos from, like, an old hospital that their bass player took. So, the like, on the insert of the CD, like, there was a normal jacket. But uh, the very, f- like, first page was, like, a... Tr- sort of transparent white like rice kind of feeling paper so you could still see the picture underneath and it but it, that had like an old like medical diagram of like a dude laying down with like figure and number and lines and shit. <coughs> it was really 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 cool <clears throat> yeah that's what i would pick for my favorite album art is beneath medicine tree from copeland on my um, uh, topic of thursday shout out euro style <coughs> for um, sure like the og they were doing it like like way before the trend 
Oh, yeah. I like Failure's magnified art. It has, like, this beach with, like, the sun setting, and there's, like, a frog jumping out at you, but it almost looks like the frog's made out of stone. Um, True, that's and sick. And it's, like, kind of not good, but, like, I also... I think I've drawn more to the color. Um, in a similar vein, I like the uh, Sonic Youth Bad Moon Rising, because it's, like, the sunset with, like, the scarecrow with, like, the pumpkin that's on fire, and you see, like, the city in the shadows. I don't know. It's, like, a cool picture. Yeah. I like... Uh, I'm, like, really attracted to color. So if it's not, sure. like, a really rad picture or painting, a lot of the times it has to do with, like, the color, um, which sounds really stupid, but... I mean, we're talking about art and visual things. Like, that makes a lot of sense to be attracted to. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, because, like, to me... Color's it's like, tight. It, to me, it's like, uh... Sometimes it sets the mood for the album, uh, makes you think, I don't know. But... I like those two a lot, like that kind of purpley orange sunset look, but it's like spooky. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's like the Sonic Youth one is so sick. It has like the scarecrow, and it's got like a jack o' lantern head, and it's on fire. It's all fucked up. It's cool. That makes me think of that AFI album art. See, like, okay, it's basically like the AFI one is like a cartoon of that. It's basically like yeah. the same shit. Yeah. I I laughed so hard when you you said that SmackDown was on at the bar or whatever, and <laughs> like this chick looks like singer of afi and i'm like i'm like oh bailey i'm like wearing her t-shirt right now i wasn't at the bar i was just picking up to go fish from oh sorry a restaurant well because it makes it sound like uh i'm an asshole who's no 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 yeah i didn't i didn't mean to infer that (laughs) i just i figured like in my mind the only place that would have friday night smackdown on tv in public would be my like if not my house in public it's probably a bar um yeah which i think is really funny because she uh I guess but also, you, shout out Fahrenheit, because my fish was fire. Fair enough. Um, I'm just laughing, because, like, that was one of the funniest things ever. No, because I had to, like, look a couple times, like, huh, huh? Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that's she, someone else. When she was a good guy, like, you know how they change them on wrestling and stuff? Like, there's, like... I don't know about that. Well, like, just comment, like, good guy, bad guy. Like, Hulk Hogan's the good guy, or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Is, who's a bad guy? Uh, like... Whoever he's wrestling, usually. Like, they usually do good guy versus bad guy. Like, who who did Hulk Hogan wrestle? He wrestled everybody, but, like... Andre the Giant. Andre, yeah, Andre the Giant. Like he's a bad thing. guy? Yeah. Okay. He was He was at the end of his career. But, like, uh, Bailey, she was, like... When she was, like... They call it face or heel. Like, face is a good guy. Baby face. Heel is a bad guy. When she was, like, a face... Sure. She would wear, like, bright colors, and she had her hair in this long ponytail. Oh. I thought you were dead because your alarm was going off for like an hour and a half. I just kept hitting snooze. Oh, okay. See ya. Cool. Um, this is off topic, but real quick, like, she'd wear bright colors and she had like this long ponytail and like her gimmick was she gave everybody hugs, like the kids in the crowd and stuff. Oh, that's kind of sick. So when you flip the switch and you, when they write the character different, they usually do stuff to show that they're not this, like they want to, uh, diversify like the idea of, okay, it's the same human, but it's a different character. So now she's a bad guy. Like she doesn't always wear black, but they have her in black, and they cut her hair, and she, whatever. Like when Hulk Hogan, you know, you've seen pictures. He'd always wear red and yellow, and it was all like USA and take your vitamins. Yeah, yeah. But when he went, when he they did the NWO thing, they all wore black and white, and sunglasses, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So like that's just like a, it's like a superhero movie type of thing. For lack of a better term, but the idea that like they made her look like this like. Um, cyber goth, you know, like punk rock yeah. singer. I fucking was laughing my ass off. 
when you texted me that because I was like, "Yo, he's kind of right." They were like they're <clears throat> remarkably similar, and it's just because like the the early to mid two thousands era Davy Havoc just looks like a decent looking woman. Fair enough. Well, yeah, but, I mean it's funny though because I was literally wearing her t like one of her t shirts when you texted me that. So was, That's wild. Uh, it was one. Of, she's one of my favorite people just because she's so good. Like she's good in the ring, but she's good on the mic. Like she makes she got bars. Yeah. Well, it's like to be a good bad guy, you have to be able to talk shit. Oh yeah, sure, she's sure. Just a, she's just a great like, character. Like she can really play the. It's part not like a TV show, but it's like yeah, it's yeah. weird. She's a good actress. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she's supposed to be doing. That's but, cool. But uh, I was laughing because I'm like, yo, I'm basically wearing an AFI shirt. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw AFI, I guess it was last year. Yeah, I can't. Time is all fucked up in my brain right now, but they're good. They opened for Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher. That, what a fucking opportunity. <laughs> it was a great show. I was just mad because John Mayer was the same night. Oh bummer! I was like, "How the fuck did that?" You happen? made the right call, though. I mean, yeah, but well, what what was John Mayer doing? John Mayer, not 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 grateful. Was there. he just playing like John Mayer songs? Yeah, he was on his own tour. Oh, that was probably fucking sick. Yeah, I'm hoping oh. as soon as COVID like sh- like went. I mean, we always say this, but like when shows can come back and be safe, I'm hoping to catch John Mayer. He's one of my favorites. I've never seen him though. I've seen I, John Mayer twice. Both times were sick. And I met John Mayer at the Virgin Megastore when I was, like, 15. Really? Yeah, he's, like, taller than me. It's insane. Yeah, he's, like, a big dude. <laughs> I want to uh, reel us back in because you mentioned pumpkins. Yeah, sure. Yeah, some great art. Honestly, um, I'm going to change my favorite because nothing against, like, the artwork itself. I love it. But uh, because that artist, like, the actual... Like musician in particular, uh, said some pretty gnarly <clears throat> shit. Um, Fair. I I think "Adore" by the Smashing Pumpkins is my favorite album art. Word. Yeah, that's a good one. The art and layout is <coughs> spectacular. And it just, true. It's just such a dismal, uh, ambiguous look to it that fits the record so well. I really love album art that. Uh, I have the OG '98. This is in mono. Yep. It's, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Master yeah. Mono, yeah, it's sick. Um, I love, I love when. Uh, yeah, you could go, you could go in the completely opposite way with this one. You don't know what you're looking at, but maybe more so, you kind of know what you're looking at, but you're asking yourself why? Why does it look like that? So, there they meshed up uh, the girl's dress with a flower, or in more uh, straightforward terms, like the angel dust cover by. Faith No More. Oh, I love that one, sure. too. The airbrushed herring. It's like, why the fuck did they put a airbrushed herring on there? You know? Or uh, even, yeah. you know, bring it closer to home with counterparts. You're not you anymore. The, that bathroom in Japan they took a photo of. You never know it was a bathroom. That's fair. That's Yeah, yeah that's really fair. It's like the white building. Like, you've like, right. seen a building that looks like that. So you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, I know that's a building, but, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know. I think when, you're, <laughs> yeah, when, it, yeah, it, when it draws you into... Uh, <laughs> chilling good boy um i think when you when you're like looking at the art and asking questions about it it just kind of draws you in it just makes it more immersive i like that too it's like um i might be dumb and maybe have missed something but like um 
the building that's throughout the the artist and the ambulance art. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming potentially a hospital. I always thought but, it was uh, a hospital. Yeah. But if it's it. not, then I feel like that's the same thing going on. I also really, 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 really like that album art, too. I think I just really like pictures of hospitals. Yeah, and that's like low contrast photography as well. It kind of gives it a... Like you said, you can't really tell what it is, but you kind of just associate it <clears> in your head. Yeah. I think there's some... Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was You're just, good. I said there's some album art, too, that you might not necessarily like or dislike, but it just it's so it sticks with you so much that like oh yeah you, so like everyone calls the sales and self titled the bug record yeah so I I will always call it that and it's like because there's a fucking like a stag beetle or whatever on it and it has no context but everybody who knows I'll also refer to it as their best record or I will yes. refer to it as the only record of theirs that I fucking like it's a really great record but it's just funny how it's only us that feel that way too. I, I mean, there's people online that feel that way, but I think, like, it's just funny to me that that record, because it doesn't have a name, it's just a self-titled record, people are like, oh, yeah, the bug record. Sure. You know, the Blink self-untitled or whatever. Oh, the one with the smiley face on it. You're always, It's like, there's always those records, I feel like. And I think that, yeah. just, that just goes to show that the artist behind it knew <clears throat> oh. that, like, it just knew what's going to what your eyes are going to go to. I think that's important. And I think that's why I get so pissed off at like modern trends. Cause when you're throwing like plastic wrap on barcodes on your album art, I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to look at? Except I for when hum, no, except ahead. for when hum does it. But, uh, all the hum art is really good too. But, uh, that's very true. Uh, yeah. I saw the worst thing today. I got an ad and it's really funny because it ties into album art. You guys remember those DC shoes that people would wear where you like they were like slid on, there's no laces? A lot of people would have yeah. them in like all white or whatever. Like they're like moccasins kind of. They're like, kind of like moccasins and kind of like shoes. Yeah. What the hell they weren't They're on... oh, were they similar to Castro's? I think so. They're just like they're like slip on. They have no laces and they're There's a name I'm thinking of. There's a brand that made them. <clears> but Anyways, DC, I got a DC ad for some reason, probably because I follow a bunch of skate brands, and uh, they like did a collab with ACDC, apparently, <laughs> and so they had all these different ACDC vans, and that pair, the whole thing had airbrushed on it, like the Highway to Hell art on the shoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I think I want to get some. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Like, when I was in high school, there was a kid who had Slayer Vans, and another kid who had, like, Metallica Kill Em All and, like, Iron Maiden. Like, these kids wear those, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But now I'm just like, yo, I need ACDC DCs. ACDC DCs. <laughs> ACDC does the theme song for SmackDown. They're, like, 100 years old, and they're using ACDC. That's kind of tight. The raw, the raw song, they just changed it. It was some like butt rock Nickelback style band. They just changed it to like our sick rap song. I saw a rip today. It was like the OG New Balance logo with the NB and all the lines, you know. Uh-huh. And it said it said Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nickelback, shout out. Two weeks in a row I on the pod. Fucking guess, dude. That fucking that fucking. Speaking of Nickelback, their art. Oh. oh, they got that album art that looks like the fu- co- a fucking copy of Gran Turismo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man, they don't have any good-ass anything. 
No. Well, Nothing. There's like... Is he still married to Avril Lavigne? I don't think so. Oh. Because she has always been the fucking tightest. She had, like, Lyme disease. Oh, bummer. Dude, Chad uh, Chad Kroger, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. His hair looks like ramen noodles. He was voted the ugliest man in rock by uh, Spin, like, six years in a row. <laughs> I don't know if he's, like, ug- like an ugly person. He's just, like... Oh, he's fucking weird looking. He's weird, but, I mean, like, there's a lot of ugly people in music. But, like, of that caliber, like, these giant mega rock stars, none of them are that fucking ugly. Uh, fair enough. Derek Wibley and Avril Lavigne were married from 06 to 10, and then Chad Kroger from 13 to 15, so she's been divorced from him for, like, five years. Oh. Uh, Derek Wibley's gotta be on that list, too, actually, because he looks like a fucking leprechaun. He was, like, a normal, like, punk-looking guy, and then he got really into drugs and, like, got all fucked up looking. But he looked healthy when I saw them, like, two years ago. Oh, good for him. They sound, dude, Sum 41 live. Oh, speaking of bad album art, like, every Sum 41 cover is terrible. True. I'm sorry. Like, true. Like, they are all bad. They don't have any, like, there's some bands who have, like, like, from that era, like, Good Charlotte doesn't really have anything great, but they're all kind of status quo Good Charlotte covers, you know? Sure. Actually, they're all pretty bad, too. They're bad, but, like, they're consistent. Like they sure, all, okay. they all look like good Charlotte albums. They have their fonts and shit. Some forty ones are like all over the fucking place. Yeah, that's true. And I'm just, like, they'll use the same font for like two albums, and then they'll change it. But like, none of the pictures are good, so it doesn't matter. And I'm like, what are you doing? I get that. Even the live one, go chuck yourself. It looks like it was a copy at Kinkos or something, or quick copy. Um, sorry, that was my rant for the day. Avril Lavigne, uh, album art, opinions? <laughs> uh, in the cover of Let Go, like, her standing still and a bunch of people moving real fast around her on, like, a city so street. So, 2002. And she's got, like, that fucking, like, parted down the middle, like, chick butt cut that's real. She looks like fucking <laughs> Saruman from Lord well, of the Rings. Wasn't she, like, wearing a suit? <laughs> I think just a tie. Respect. I'm gonna pull And, like, up. a hoodie <laughs> like, big-ass bondage shorts. Avril Lavigne's hot, though. Nah, cargo pants. How did she get married to, like, two really ugly guys? Like, she's not ugly. Like, she dressed weird. Because she was, like, fucking 11. Uh. She has, like, she a She was fucking... young as fuck. Let me see here. She was born... She was born around, uh... So she's born... She's eight years older than me. So... In 2002, she was 18 when her album came out. Oh, wow. She's really up there. So she's uh, she's 36 now. Her birthday is September 27th, 1984. Whoa, her birthday's right after yours. Yeah. What's weird is... Uh, so she had, like, the punk rock phase, but then they tried to make her, like, anime girl punk rock when she did, like, Girlfriend with, like, the bleached hair and the blue plaid yeah. skirts. And I was kind of like, yo, Avril Lavigne's hot, but, like, I don't know if she should be hot when they're trying to make her look young. Word. It's kind of weird. Also, Girlfriend fucking slaps. Hell yeah, dude. Avril- That's a fire-ass song. Avril Lavigne and that is song, so good. Um, that song she did with Lil Mama was tight, too. <laughs> Avril Lavigne has never put out bad music. 
Dude, Avril Lavigne has banger after banger. Like, that's like middle school dance jams, but then you're like, okay, like, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm, not, that I'm too cool for this. No, that's fucking, like, grown-ass man fucking real jams. No, but I'm saying that's what the time period of my life it makes me remember when those songs were coming out. Oh, sure. I mean, that's how it is for literally every person who thinks about Avril Lavigne. Fair enough. But yeah, like... What's your favorite Avril Lavigne song? Uh, the Actually, the first song I Let Go is my favorite Avril Lavigne song. Which one's that? I forget the name of it, but it's like That's a great song. Yeah, I don't know the words, but I know all the melodies because she's got a really good melody writer. Um, that for her. And then Avril Lavigne songs all sound cool because a bunch of them are in like weird open tunings and stuff. So like even though they're just pop structure, like they have cool like just overtones to them. Like these big chimey strange chords that you don't always hear. Yeah, like they throw in like the Skater Boy, like those. She'll have a song like that on every record where it's like a pop punk riff, but the rest of them are definitely like cool at like complicated, like it's some open chord shit. Mm hmm. Shout out uh, Weird Al who covered that. Yo, Weird Al has all the best album art, by the way. It's so bad. Like uh, the cover of him on, of, of Running with Scissors, he's just <laughs> him like running on a track with fucking whole ass like scissors. real scissors. <laughs> It's just literally him running with scissors. <laughs> that, and then, like, the fucking... There's, like, the Nirvana Nevermind rip where he's, like, naked, like, in the pool, and it's, uh... What's... It's not a dollar. It's something else, and I think... Is it a hot dog? It might be a hot dog. That's that's the one that has the white stuff on it. True. And, like, there's, uh, the one... Uh, Bad Hair Day when he's taking off his hat and he has a coolio. Yeah, yeah, the Dude, Amish parents. All the one. best album arts of all time, every single one of them is a weird album yep. record. All of them. And, like, the thing, I think he can get away with them looking sort of bad because it's parody. So, like, sure. the fact that the quality's kind of weird, it, like, makes it better. True. Like he has Man, the, shout out Weird Al hard. We should do an episode on Weird Al. Dude, absolutely. That'd be great. He has the Michael Jackson bad one. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the fucking jack fat on it yeah. he's just him wearing his fucking like scummy and, like if you saw that dude with that haircut and the mustache and that leather jacket at the store you'd be like oh gross <laughs> but since you like he's doing these dope ass fucking parodies it's the tightest thing you've ever seen dude I wanna start also that. another good leather jacket album cover is 98 Degrees and Rising oh, dude when they all have leather jackets on with like the green the same leather jacket looking like they're fucking like a 1996 like express ad like if you want <laughs> Yeah, if you wanted to make an album art for 98 Degrees, you need leather jackets, hair gel, and, like, an earring. A bunch of fucking fire. Yeah, well, no, it's just a green screen. I can make that on the warm No, it was real-ass fire. I mean, like, all those... So, like, the boy bands, we could drill them for days. NSYNC had the best one where they're on the strings. Yo, true. Because New Kids was, like, before... Like, that was, like, a different... <coughs> totally different style of album totally art. different era yeah but when you get into the late 90s and early 2000s there were they're all just like these dumb group shots oh my god the the, like, and the, the fucking backstreet boys black and blue album art what a fucking cop out <laughs> yeah but but you gotta think they were probably embarrassed they're embarrassed twice in a row because think of the first one where they all have like greasy hair and shit and like nick nick carter yeah has, but they were all like 13 there's like oh nick carter has he like we're in a fucking like Whatever before Nick Carter's famous butt cut, he that's when he had like the straight bowl like all the way around. Yeah, like no butt cut, like no part, just straight forward, same shape, just no part. Oh my god, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then like, uh, it was like a sing a single butt cheek in a butt cut. 
Holy shit. And then they put, like, uh, the next one, they all have the white suits on. Which one was that, Millennium? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, true. And, like, Blink's making fun of them when they're at the airport in the All the Small Things video, and they have white suits. Tom DeLong's got, like, a fucking do-rag on. A b- fucking, like, big-ass, like, bandana, this giant suit, and he's like, hey, it's so sick. <laughs> Yo, girl. <laughs> like, chicks are on What a great like, video. What up? And the fucking jacket's, like, it looks like Nathan for you, and he's got the huge jacket on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that Nathan for you meme, where they, like, from the episode where he's got that big suit on, that's literally just a jacket from 1998. That's, like, how people wore them back then. Yeah, just big ass suits, big ass clothes. Everything was huge. Fucking that's like Osiris like, D threes were big and puffy. Everything Lord, was big. That's like the Lori Lightfoot suit. <laughs> Where I was thinking that. about it. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day. Cause I was watching random Nathan for you clips. Uh, I still haven't. I haven't seen his new show that he's like directing. Oh goodness. But uh, this is completely off topic. Then I'll throw out some cool album art that I was just thinking of. But that fucking talk show segment, like, like how he he based the whole episode on how every talk show interview is the same, because that's the episode where he has a huge jacket. If you go on YouTube and look up Nathan for you, like, the actual <laughs> clip is there of how he just... But then, like, six months later, he, he does a whole episode on how he's like, I need to come up with the most ridiculous story following the same template, but I'm going to actually make it happen so I'm not lying. Like... <laughs> I wish I was that intelligent to do anything in that regard. Me too. I wish I could do that. I just wish what I had a, that a suit. You are probably though. I I don't know if I'm that sick. I just but... wish I had the suit. I don't know if I'm that sick. Yo, speaking of people looking, <laughs> that's awesome. People looking goofy on album art. What about like Villa Vallo on all the him art, where he's just got like, no shirt on with like. Some fucking jacket and like a tattoo over his balls of the heartogram. It's fucking just like his pale, skinny ass heroin body. Yeah, he's like smoking a cigarette out of one of those long, <laughs> like fucking Corella Deville ass cigarette things. It's just a, like a fucking Misty one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Misty one twenty. That's like an American spirit though, or it just like stays lit forever. I want to walk into a gas station one time, like, yo, let me get some Misty 120s just to see if the dude's like, huh? My grandma, before she quit smoking, that's what she smoked. So, like, my mom and my grandma. Dude, sick. They would be like, I'd be like, hey, I'm going, you know, to the gas station. Do you guys need anything? And they'd be like, yeah, we both need cigarettes. And they'd be like, here's, a, you know, a 20 and then keep it or whatever. So I'd go, it's just me. And I think I'm this, like... You know, when I was younger, I'm just, like, skinny dude, like, awkward, you know. Going fucking 18 years like, old, going to the gas like, station, buying two packs of Misty 120s? No, 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 it's worse. It's, it's worse than that. I go, hi, can I get one pack of Misty 120s and one pack of Virginia Slim menthols? That's what my mom smokes. And then, then Yo, we, then this I, guy's like, oh, man, this kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> See, then we both go in there, and, like, I, like, I so badly just wanted to be like, oh, yeah, the, 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 the menthols are for me. <laughs> Dude, you should have. Then they wouldn't have sold them to you because Steve was like 11. Yeah, yeah exactly. Two fucking, two fucking delinquents going <laughs> Steve, into Steve Misty gets, 120s. Steve gets uh, uh, his like thing, uh, his license. Uh, what's it called? He gets carded. Sorry, I had a brain fart. He gets carded at the liquor store. And I'm like, he's been coming here buying booze for like four years every single day. And you don't know who he is by now? I like... 
I feel that. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna <laughs> say hard. this. I'm gonna say this, and now and then I'll go back to album art. But I like had Jameson for the first time since lockdown this weekend. Sure. And I was secretly hoping I like wouldn't be down with it. But it was great. Was it tight though? Bitch, it was you awesome. saw. It. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, my shot taking like tolerance came back. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, I had, like, oh, is that what I talked to y'all on? I think Sunday, and y'all were both like, oh, we're turnt. <laughs> you were watching something. Yeah, oh, it, it might have been fun. yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, I had like a bunch of tequila yesterday because the Steelers were on. Um, um I was saying I on the two, couple more painting album arts I wanted to shout out. Sure. Uh, you're talking about Zayo. I think uh, where where fire and blood bring rest is fuck yeah. insane painting, and uh, Julian Baker turn out the lights. Oh, absolutely! I think that's a wonderful painting as well. I, uh, Very cool. I like the Cisco album art of the picture of him, the one that has the thong song. And the it. dragon. Is that the one that has the thong song on it? He's wearing like fucking like red leather. Yeah, and, like, he's got like, a red leather hair. suit on with like silver hair. I, I like on like a couch, just like. Yeah. Or if, some shit. That's fucking hard. If you could pull off your album art, if you're a solo artist with just you on it, just looking like ridiculously hard, that's like the coolest shit. We should do. A, oh yeah. We should do a thing like maybe a video we'll post to the chant to our page where us three go into a store like maybe an Fye or something, and we each have to buy three CDs that we don't know based on the cover and see if they're any good. That would actually be really fun because that's kind of how you used to have. To we should do it at disc replay though, because it would only cost us each like ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine, but we got to go to the Shareville one. They have way more CDs. I would love to do. Let's do that for real. Yeah, it'll be, be like the it'll be like the five pound munch, but not England and not food. And then we'll just uh, I'm I'm gonna end up with a bunch of soundtracks probably. <laughs> I'm gonna end up with a bunch of sixties country. <laughs> I mean, I'm looks, just gonna buy three copies of Sugar Ray Floored. They're gonna hear me and Larry yelling like, "Yo, they fucking have the first New Kid CD!" And they're gonna be like, "Who? What's wrong with these guys?" Like, you guys have no idea. <laughs> oh my god. We absolutely need to do that for real. That would be a fucking blast. <clears throat> That'd be cool. I, I'd be down for that. Um, we just have to like try to find stuff that we don't know what it is because that's not saying yeah, I can't, not, we can't know what it is. It's just got to like have a tight ass like, cover. Not yeah, saying, I'm gonna be like, or a whack ass cover. I'm going to be like, hey, oh, I never heard of this band Touche Amore. Not like their guitarist designs books and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the layout's immaculate and the songs are amazing. I'm going to look for Mega Slime. They do have such incredible album art. Yo, I'm going to ask, like, you guys got any Mega Slime? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick. Nick from Touche did Tragedy Will Find Us. Ah! Yeah. Very cool. And uh, I just think all like the, the Stage 4 stuff and uh, Lament and even the box sets, how immaculate and how intricate they are. Like It just looks so fucking mm-hmm. good. Maybe we'll get lucky and find a Stolaway CD. Maybe. Oh, we could wager if we're gonna find one of our shirts in Goodwill before finding our CD at Disc Replay. I saw, I found a cutaway blue shirt at Unique one time, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, fuck you!" How and did, I bought it. Like, how do people <laughs> try to sell um, local band shirts like that? Like, I don't know. I just had a bunch of shit, and like, I gotta go donate this to the thrift store. I have too much stuff, and they took it. No, I get that people get rid of their local band shirts, but I mean. Like who think who's gonna spend money on it unless you're in the band or something, you know? That's the only reason anyone bought it. And it was like a fucking like youth large, and I, mean, I was it, like I mean it's kind nineteen. Of, it's kind of a 
it's kind of a rite of rite of passage being in a local band. I oh yeah, I'm hoping somebody got rid of that white stole away shirt with the rose on it. It's the only one I don't have. I'm trying to find one. Um, you'll find it. <laughs> there's only 25 of them. It to me, like the first time I saw someone like I think selling our shit, like I was kind of like, oh, like it was one of those like I thought we were cool, but then I'm like, well, if someone needs clothing on their back, like, um. I'm not going to talk about any people, but I want to just say that specifically bums you out when people are selling your shit if they didn't pay for it. Yeah. Like, if you bought a shirt from me, do what you want with it. You paid your money for it. But if, like, you were gifted it or something and then you're, like, trying to get money for it, it's a little... Like... I'm not saying that, like, I'm probably the most perfect person in the world and people don't think about that kind of stuff, but I'm just saying it kind of bums you out as the person who's in the band when you're like, oh, like, uh, I didn't sell that shirt to you, but you're selling it to somebody else. But, like, and th- then again, I guess it depends. If somebody really wants it, pay money for it, you know, whatever. So if yeah, somebody if somebody's going to pay money to wear my band shirt, I can't be mad about it. Yeah, you know, it's like, because who the fuck are we? But um, on a more encouraging note, um, some recent album art I want to shout out that just looks really fucking insane. Um, is Chamber. Like yeah, yeah, of, that's sick. It's a mix of graphic imaging and photography. Like they took the photo of the red background and then they like did uh like graphics of that door looking thing. Yeah, and, I like that a lot. And uh, Teenage Wrist because they're doing collage art and nobody's doing collages right now. That's true. And it looks insane. It looks great. Their album art looks it, really crazy. It's like they super did it on the, out. They did it on the single and they're doing it on the album art. Like the same person uh, did it. And uh, in that same vein of music, just like Heaven, uh, all their stuff, I think they're one of the members of the band is a photographer. So he shot it all and it looks great. Going back to the color thing, um, I really love the Bad Religion No Control art. Oh, it reminds me of like Vision Streetwear or something. I, yeah, I have classic. I have it right here, um, and it's just so like crazy in the eighties. I love it. And the back is like, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm really into that. So I like stuff like it's that. like a drugged out, like a drugged out Andy Warhol thing. Yeah, all the all the punk rock from like the eighties and nineties that's good uh, artwork is really good, like Descendants and Bad Religion. Um, no effects can go either way. Their stuff's all funny, though. Yeah, The guy's doing 69 with the sheep or whatever, or the lamb. Oh, Heavy Petting Zoo? Yeah. And then, like... That's a great record. I have uh, White Trash 2 Heaves and a Bean on vinyl. And it's just funny. It's just their fucking fat dude's stomachs. Yeah, and, like, they, like, drew no effects on the guy's shorts. That's kind of cool. No, it's weird, like, that... Uh, people don't do as many cool like older looking um art anymore because even like we were talking about the 60s country stuff because to me i think it like is almost refreshing like it everything's starting to look the same you know yeah so i'm kind of like i don't know i think it's cool when people are doing i want to try to do a mat for this show to look like a, a 60s country album i'm gonna get a cowboy hat yo sick i want to get like spurs but not to wear on cowboy boots, but to wear on a, a, a like some Jordans or something. <laughs> on a fucking pair of Air Force Ones. 
Yeah. I uh, For fucking sure. I want a 10-gallon. I'm going to say, get me two spurs. Oh, my Yo, God. Yo, bars. <laughs> I, want a, I want a cowboy hat to go with my smoking jacket so when I light up a Misty 120, I look really sick. Wow. <laughs> Misty one, I love that. Misty 120s are fucking... Not cool. If you're gonna smoke, if look, if you're gonna ruin your lungs, you might as well smoke something cool. <laughs> like any, any. Like just else. get a pack of cowboy killers and call it a fucking day. Might as well go out enjoying yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I. Uh, you want to pee and then come back? Sure. Cause we're how how deep are we in? An hour. Yeah, it's about that time. I'm gonna go re up on water. Word. Yeah, as we were talking before we resumed, somebody at the Grammys has to know what the hell they're they're doing to have Code Orange and August Burns Red there. So. I think I think it's August all Burns Red like, was at the Grammys. They've been Grammy nominated like twice. Oh, but, good but for them. that's that's cool. I just when I brought up the concept of winning an award for playing music, it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's definitely plenty of music musicians and songs who deserve. Um, to be recognized, but it's like one of those things where it's like there are albums that are considered classic albums, but I think a lot of that has to do with being groundbreaking or revolutionary, not te- necessarily the songs. Like, yeah, and it sounds really stupid, but I mean, a lot of people think like, oh, like you know, name a Beatles or Led Zeppelin or whatever. There, the songs then were revolutionary, but it's just like. People think some old albums are better than new stuff because they were first. Sure. It has a lot to do with the concept. And and I'm like that. I like a lot of old shit. But I just think it's like a weird thing where it's like sports is such a competition. Yeah. Like there's a way to determine a winner. And it's just like with music, it's like like you and I both probably agree that that Hum record is our favorite record that came out this year. Absolutely. But like they won't bring that up at the fucking Grammys. No, they won't. They might until you it, until you're running it. Until yeah, well, when I'm running it, shit, it's gonna be sick. The VMAs used to be cool. The like VMAs used the I used to fucking be so psyched. Like the day of the VMAs, I'd be at school all day. Like oh, VMAs are nice. It's gonna be cool. Fucking corn's gonna win a bunch <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> the, the, the two the two best years for me were 2000 and 2002. Because in 2000, Blink won a thing and they played, but. Uh, that's that when they Eminem closed with small the... things, like they yeah. closed the show, and Tom DeLonge was really sick. Sick, yeah, and they had the midgets. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that's the one where Eminem had all the fucking doubles of him for the real Slim Shady. You remember that? And they yeah. all walked in. It yeah. was so tight. That was tight. But the best actually. 2002 when Jimmy Fallon hosted, and he came out and was <laughs> dancing like Nelly and shit, and then he was doing Eminem with the Robin suit, and he was like scaling the wall to Without Me. <laughs> Shit used to. Be, I used to be so hyped on that. I, the last time I watched was 2013 when they did the NSYNC reunion, but I was kind of bummed because it was for like two seconds. Right, that was lame. Joey Fatone was like busting out of his tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Joey Fatone, my big fat Greek wedding. Shout out, Joey Fatone, for just being a big fat Greek person. Yeah, is he Greek, dude? That's I, I don't know. He, he looks Greek as fuck. I think I think he's Italian. Fatone yeah, I think like he is Italian, Italian too. Well, for being a big fat Italian person, um, it's just funny because like the other four, well, like okay, Justin Timberlake is a mainstream celebrity, like a list, 
But the other guys you don't really see often. No, they don't do but anything. Like, <laughs> but like Lance Bass and, and Chris Kirkpatrick and JC, like they all looked like, oh yeah, like they look good and they're in shape and whatever. And then Joey Fatone's just like trying to keep <laughs> <laughs> Fat Albert. <laughs> I feel like those dudes might have to have like jobs, like regular jobs. Mm. No, I mean that's in sync money. They're fine. Like Lance a lot Bass of them, a lot of them might be makes movies. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like JC Chavez probably should have had the success that Justin did too because he's good, a really good singer. But uh who knows? But Lance Bass made that movie about uh Lou Pearlman. Uh, it's like I watched it. It was really good. Lou Pearlman is like the definition of a son of a bitch. True. Yeah, dude. He, that guy sucks, man. All, is he like, dead? The movie was Yeah, but the movie was really good because like it just even though it was about a bad situation, it like gave a lot of cool information that people would have never known back in the nineties. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. Because like in the nineties, the internet was—I mean, the internet's still a shit show with information. But like, it was so so much in its infancy that like, it was a lot harder to know stuff. Oh yeah. So like, it wasn't just that you got bad information passed along to you on every website. You had to go looking for information, and then it was bad. It was like. So, like, nobody was researching, like, is Instinct's manager fucking them on money? <laughs> Sorry, that, that's on Or, bad. or you know physically. <laughs> what, I, yeah, there might have been some of that involved. Like, they... There was all these, like, uh... There was all these accusations of people saying, like, that he was trying to, to mess around with some guys in some bands, or maybe some of the girls in the girl bands, uh, or both, I can't remember... But like they all like den- like deny it, and I'm not gonna um, I'm yeah, not gonna say not really I'm not gonna say that it happened when the person yeah it's just whatever like if you say it didn't happen I believe you if you're the victim, um but like either way it doesn't surprise me you know no not um, I would be like remarkably surprised if none of it was actually true to uh to backtrack to award shows um. The last, I think the, the the last award show I actually sat down and watched was the 2009 Grammys. I want to say, and then when Blink, Not the Dundies, and then when Blink got back together, like, yeah, that was when Blink and Nancy were a band again. Yeah, because we thought Metallica was gonna win Album of the Year. They fucking went to Coldplay. I was like 12 and riding so hard for Death Magnetic, and Coldplay swept. Oh, I Which Coldplay album was that? Was that Viva La Vida? Yeah. Yeah. And I totally That's such a phenomenal fucking album. Actually, speaking of album art, that album art for that album is amazing. Coldplay's a band I like never tried getting into. Coldplay has a lot of music that I don't give a shit about, but the first probably three or four Coldplay albums, front to back, are fantastic. I was just pissed off. I was a pissed off 12-year-old because... Uh, Death Magnetic didn't win anything, and now looking in hindsight, that record should not win anything given how it's fucking uh, compressed to, like, to Kingdom Come. Fair. Every everything on that record is the same fucking volume. There's no dynamic on the album at all. Um, I I feel that. Uh, the uh the funny thing about that Grammy show is I really just want Blink to watch Blink get back together because we knew it was gonna happen like a few days before. And uh, mm-hmm. 
I remember like like kind of laughing to myself because I was excited, but like they're like, uh, we used to make music together, and we decided we make music together again, and then like nobody cheered, and then Marks was like Blink One Eighty Two is back, and like nobody cheered, and then it was just like none of you care. Okay, bye. <laughs> like we'll just go fuck ourselves. It was kind of a bummer. Well, it was like who goes bl- to those things though? That's the thing is like it's just a room world, full of like Coldplay. The thing is that that tour that they did that summer was huge. Oh yeah, like people cared, but it's just funny because Blink, the when they broke up, in a short amount of time, the music industry changed drastically. Oh yeah. So so it was like oh like, you guys don't scream every time we say anything anymore because they used to be on TRL all the time and. All that shit, and, like, Jimmy... They played... I remember when Jimmy Fallon was new, they played Feeling This, and, like, the turnout was huge, and... But then they got back together, and it's, like, people care in that world, but the Grammys, they're all like, who the fuck are these... Is this Sum 41? You know? It's just, like... <laughs> it's it's just so weird, especially now, because... Or people... They broke up. <laughs> you pretty much are only getting awarded for, like, commercial success. Yeah. So when there are a handful of bands, like, to see Code Orange or August Burns Red break through, like, that's incredible. Especially Code Orange, like, for fuck's sakes. Like, um... That's so wild to think. And they pulled up all swagged out in, like, trench coats and shit. They looked like they're all in the fucking Matrix. It was incredible. (laughs) Um, But it's like... No fucking sunglasses. What bands even like? Like I think like the only bands that they pick for those things besides like the heavy, like they have like the the heavy category now, which is cool. Um, but it's like what band is in the top two hundred besides like, but Radio Rock, like Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The only th- the only like thing I don't want to say thing uh, artist fuck, excuse me. The only artist I could, like that I listen to on a regular basis that I could see like. Gaining commercial success at that level is like someone like Phoebe Bridgers. See, to me, yeah. there's not a lot of artists who write completely, do their own music, write it, perform it, all that, and are like mainstream. It's really like John Mayer. Um, and then like when Mac was around, Mac Miller did a lot of his. But, you know, people will argue to death that Taylor Swift does all her stuff, but she's not writing all that music. And she has credits with other people on her yeah, songs, Yeah, ba- Bonnie Vare helped write the new record. So, so to me, it's like, I'm not dissing her or anything, but I just think that that world is so separate from, like, the DIY I- I- ideals. Oh, absolutely. A thousand there's percent. Such a, there's such, like, a divide as well. Like, the gap, like, the gap from one world to the next, as in that regard, is, like, impossible. Like the yeah, and the thing to me, it's like funny because the two artists currently who are, to me, a hundred percent probably the two best mainstream artists are John Mayer and Kanye West, just because they write everything. They did. It's incredible. They do it all. It's all real. It's all of them. But you'll see people online bitch about both of them. They're like they're douchebags. Fuck them. And I'm like, well, they're real humans, and the rest of the people in that world aren't. So I think that's probably- you. I think we do need to big up Billie Eilish though, because I I don't listen to her music, but she her all her shit's DIY and she swept okay, her like, that's, for sure. That's a respectable one. I just didn't think of her because again, like I'm so out of the loop. But yeah, Billie Eilish like seems like really cool. I've watched some interviews with her and stuff, and she seems really sick. Um, and like if I can't get down with somebody's music, that doesn't mean I think that they're like they suck or whatever. But 
I just think like that pop world has just been kind of destroyed by like there was a window of opportunity for real like bands and artists and stuff and then it just all went away yeah sure it's, uh, it's a- like through the 90s like you were talking about corn used to fucking be on this type of shit like you remember TRL like number one and number two was always NSYNC and Backstreet Boys no matter what and number three was corn every day it was called like the corn spot corn never got out of number three and like the the third biggest act in the country besides NSYNC and Backstreet Boys was fucking corn that's so crazy to think well, think about, like, you know, Nirvana and, like, Smashing Pumpkins. Like, Smashing Pumpkins won, won Grammys. Oh, yeah. And, like, they played at the Grammys and stuff. And then there was, like, kind of this weird thing at the same... Well, Third Eye Blind, too. And then there was this weird thing where it was, like, Hanson and, like, pop music and stuff. Kind of... Dude, shout out Hanson always. Like, or it was, like... Yeah, it was, like, pop music, but they're playing in- their own instruments, you know? So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And, like, then it just, I don't know what happened. I think, like, with maybe, like, the digital, um, complete digital age, it just kind of, like, ruined that. I'm not saying it ruined everything. I like a lot of pop and rap music and stuff, but, like. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, too, but the music industry kind of collapsed in on itself. It's just crazy yeah, that, like, Blink, Blink and Green Day are as big as they are still, but, like, a pop-punk band from that, like, the current pop-punk bands will never be like that. There will never be a band that sounds similar to Blink that will ever be as big as Blink ever again, no matter what. I mean, maybe, maybe like, when we're old, if stuff resets. Because, I don't know if for 50 years if people are only going to want to listen to rap and pop. They might. But I think our generation of people are going to kind of keep listening to what they like. And But here's the thing, though. Because stuff's not mainstream, people think that it's dying. But, like, guitar music is probably more accessible than it ever has been. Yeah. And, like, if, guitar, if people weren't playing guitar, then they wouldn't be selling so much shit. Like, pedals. And everybody's got a boutique pedal company now. And Helix and Kemper and Axe FX and all this shit. And, record, like... I still think that it's alive and well. It's just not represented in the mainstream. Very few niches will ever die. Um, when I say niches, I just mean like certain areas of a, I don't want to say occupation, but like, you know, guitars aren't going anywhere. So it's like, no, there's always going to be like the custom stuff and, and like you said, the boutique pedals and it's only growing. But it's encouraging that it's growing. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, sure, sure. Just means it's it's getting into the hands of the right people, which that's what yeah. you want. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of crazy how even 15 years ago when I started playing guitar, um, every kid in my middle school and like like eight between eighth grade and like ninth grade high school, like everybody either played guitar or bass or drums and like that's how you hung out with kids like you had a band after school yeah that's like not a thing anymore that's sad kids i think kids play but they go home and play in their room and make youtube videos and because now you you have the opportunity and like the not the i guess the opportunity but you have the means to go home like you can be a kid with a laptop and have no idea what you're doing yeah and plug your guitar and and record your guitar and it'll sound fucking sick and you don't need to other have other people to make music with now, i think it's important to have both because like i like working on stuff by myself and whatever but 
it's jamming with real people is different. It makes you play better. You learn oh, sure. stuff. It's totally different dynamically. And uh, I think people are missing out on that. But also, like, as we get older, it might just be the fact that people are growing up and growing out of it, and we stay the same. <laughs> That's probably it. Which sucks, because I don't want to be old. I mean, I am, like, by number, but also by, like, every other aspect of my life, I'm 14. Yep, same. Uh, we we were uh, walking today, throwing the letter M into the middle of words, and... What do you... Ex- ex- elaborate a lot on that. Um, so you just throw the letter M into the middle of a word so it sounds dumb. Like, we're from- listening... From, or Lomstkoms's Somschul Club. Oh, this is dope! Or, like, Storm yeah. Away. Yeah, my friends from England got me on this, and uh, this is how we talk now. And we're just like, oh, we communicate like actual five-year-olds. Solid. Like um, Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Tommy Pickles already has an M in the middle of it, too. So it's just Tommy Pickles. Pimkles. Pimkles. Limp shits? Is that Limp right? Shit. <laughs> Limp shits. That yeah. sounds like you're dissing someone. Spineless. <laughs> Buttless. But but butt miss. Bumped cut. <laughs> Bump nut? Bumped cut. <laughs> oh man. What did I say that you were like laughing your ass off, Steve, and the when we were walking? Dumpkin. Oh, dump like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Dumpkin. It's just stupid and I think it's hilarious. I love that. Trumly. Trumly. Chumley. That's Chum awesome. Chumley. Shout Chum- out, Pawn Stars. Chumley. Oh, Chum- oh that guy got a bunch of trouble. Did he? Yeah, for a bunch of different stuff. But um, shout he out his mad- fucking like bonkers sneaker collection. I was going to say, he had a dope-ass sneakers collection. Like, he had like every the, pair of Nike. The best sneaker collection I've seen like ever. It's amazing. But then you look like, well, oh, dude, you fucking suck. Why do you have this? You're trash. It's like, it's like easy for people to fall, like, get Jordan, like, you know, find what Jordans they want to get and stuff. But oh, the yeah. fact that that guy, but the fact that that guy had all the crazy Nike SB stuff from, like, 06, like, P-Rod stuff that's real rare. I was like, damn, like, that guy really knows his shoes. And because he works at the biggest pawn shop on the, in the country, like, he probably has the opportunity to get all kind of dope shit. Oh, yeah. He got in a bunch um, of trouble for drugs and shit. That sucks. Yeah, it, it adds up. Um, yeah, I feel like Beds did I, sleep. I got really bored <laughs> in the middle of quarantine and I watched a bunch of Pawn Stars like uh, compilation clips. I've done that. And like sometimes it's interesting, even though it's staged. Best I could do is tree fitty. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was laughed. I like the I like the guitar ones. I get that. I like I like the like you know when they're asking for either like they don't know how much it's worth and they ask for less and then the guys like this is actually worth this much and then they want more and the guys like no no like a guy will come in like oh this thing's worth like ten grand and like how much money goes well I want ten grand it's like that's not how this works like I have to sell it and make a pro like but you're likely in ninety nine percent of the you know like cases you're gonna get more money from the pawn shop than the pawn shop's gonna make true with items with items like that with high dollar like well you know because if if you you... go in something and you have a guitar that's worth 10 grand and they they sell it for 10 grand 
you can probably get like six and a half. Yeah, like if they give you six and they make three or four. Yeah, right. And that's and probably then, the but, case. But they're pretty much paying for it to sit there because it's like $10,000. No one's going to walk into a, a punch shop and be like, oh, I have $10,000 to buy that. That's never happening. The only ones that are going to get that kind of money are things that demand it, like Elvis stuff, Beatles stuff, like people yeah. who are looking for it. But like when it's like, yo, I have Phil Collins fucking Jackson or whatever, it's like, yo, nobody. Yeah, so what? Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's not going <laughs> to, you know. I mean, I care about guitars, but people don't give a fuck. It's like you got you to gotta specify, is it Phil Collins or Phil Collins? That's very valid. Because there's two different people and it fucks me up every time. Um, I'm talking about Def Leppard. Yeah. Um, oh, because I thought you were talking about Phil Collins, and I'm like, Phil Collins played a fucking Jackson. <laughs> no, a dude from Def Leppard. Oh. He, there's an episode where this chick like brought one in. That's Phil Collin. Yeah, Got Phil it. Collin. I thought and you were he, talking like, about like Phil Collins. And like, I'm like, oh, he dude, didn't. Phil, do, 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 like he didn't play a Jackson. Like, <laughs> they had like Def Leppard come in. And, like, he was, like, ripping on it, and they, like, brought out a Marshall, and he was, like, shredding in the pawn shop. No, nah, but Phil Collins sang while playing drums, and it was sick as hell. Shout out Aaron Gillespie. Dude, that <laughs> fucking song in the air tonight, now, it, I can only think of The Hangover. I feel that. Because, like, when that movie came out, I was, like, 16 or 17. And, like, when you're so- 16 and you see that, you're on top of the world. Not just that, I went, me and my friends had nothing to do in the summer. We went every day for like two weeks. Because matinees are so cheap. You went to see The Hangover at the movies every day for two weeks? I probably saw it like five or six times, honestly. Cool. That's not cool. But we just, <laughs> I don't we know what bored. else to say. It's okay. like, oh, that's no. fucking weird. <laughs> I, just went right. down, I just went down an incredibly random rabbit hole. But it ties into the beginning of the episode. Cool. So Lily Collins is Phil Collins' daughter, and she was in Growing Pains. Yo! Oh shit! No, it's this BBC version. Oh, not the same. There's a B. There's a like a British Growing Pains. I didn't think it'd get any worse. Is it still Alan Thicke? Uh, no. Alman Alman Thimk. I think this is a gross. This is a completely different show. Anyways, I thought I had a sick like wrap up there. Well, let's and, just pretend that that's what happened. It doesn't have to be real. Um, I just want to throw this out there just to give you some more context before we wrap it up. Yeah. My friends and I would go to the movies a lot, like in high school, just because we had nothing to do after band practice or whatever. Ooh, why did I squeak there? Shut up, puberty. Reverting, reverting. Yeah, finally, it's about time. <laughs> Maybe Finally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we saw like everything, which is weird because I'm not in the movies. So like you know, like all kind of bogus shit that came out in that time period. But I forget why. But that summer, like we just were like, this was funny, and everything else looked shitty. So we're just gonna keep seeing this until it wears the novelty wears off. Word. It was. I mean, you know, it's like Bradley Cooper's in it, so you can't go wrong. Alright. Uh, shout out Silver Linings Playbook. Shout out Lady Gaga. <laughs> I never saw that, though. I just know that that happened. Um, before we get into, like, because we're approaching an hour and a half, but before we get into no what word. we're listening to, I want to give a massive sky point for Alex Trebek. Huge show sky enough. point. 
I have uh, I have Jeopardy on PS4, and it's um, one of the only games on PS4 that I actually play, and it's a fucking blast. I love playing it. I do. I play it a lot. I'm Hell super yeah. bummed. I'm super bummed about Alex Trebek. I'm not gonna lie. Do you remember all the a, old Celebrity Jeopardy episodes on SNL? Like all the skits? Yeah. Did? And yeah, the, so. him and Sean Connery are both dead. Yeah. I know, but Sean Connery went first, so he lived long enough to see his arch nemesis die, somebody said. <laughs> Yo, that's like, fucking so sick, actually. Um, shout, so, out, shout out Texas with a dollar sign. When I was in like the eighth grade <laughs> on the last on, on the last week of school, my history or social studies teacher or whatever, he let us play Jeopardy, but we had celebrity Jeopardy. So we did like we basically played it like that, and like all the categories were like ape tit and the rapist and whatever, like all the bullshit that's on the potent, sorry, it's not, potent potables. Sorry, that sounds really bad. But you know, it's like the it's like that's what he said. It he's is. like yeah. he's like I'll take the rapist. It's like what? it's therapist um, like. <laughs> or fucking this plant comes from mustard seeds. Yeah, <laughs> mustard um, comes die. from mustard seeds. <laughs> G- give me give me ape tit for eight thousand, please. It's like suck it. Tre- it's like you wagered suck it, Trebek. Uh, one of uh, one of his wagers or one of his answers was uh, the question was where are you right now? And he wrote indoors. And like, <laughs> oh my god, it's a correct answer. And then when um, they said what he wagered, he turned the word indoors into I heart boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you answered Texas with a dollar sign. Threeve. Three, a combination of five and three. <laughs> I might need to change my name on Twitter to Threeve. That was uh when um. That was French Stewart. French Stewart as. No, I think was it Jimmy Fallon as French Stewart. Yeah, dude, French Stewart though he he looks just like him, like with his eyes closed. When like I think a third rock of the. No, because I had to like d- like double back and think like was it actually French Stewart? Or was it somebody playing French Stewart? Because he did such right. a good job. Is like, that all on like, Peacock now? It might be. I've just I've seen that so many times. Oh I just my remember. god! Th- third There's a channel though? on Peacock that's just a constant stream of just random SNL sketches from their whole like timeline. It's fucking sick. That's dope. Just it's, because you can get sucked a, into it for days though. Because I I tend to make this into a uh, podcast about '90s sitcoms. I just want to say that Third Rock from the Sun doesn't get enough love. It's a the great fucking, show. The fucking cast is awesome. Shout out John Lithgow. Shout John out John Lithgow. He, he's a fucking legend. French Stewart. And then fucking, um, what's his name's in it? Is like the cop or whatever. Uh, what's his name? Uh, from Seinfeld. Newman. But right. what's his real name? What's his name? That guy though, yeah. In Space Jam. And then, uh. He's fixing a divot. Yeah. <laughs> He's fixing it, did it? But then the fucking... They just, like, carry on like it's nothing. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Uh, But Joseph Gordon love it when he's a little kid and he's got his butt cut long hair. Right. And his whole thing is just to fucking, like, bang chicks the whole time. It's all he tries to do. Yeah, he's just, like, trying to get laid and he's, like, 13 (laughs) the whole time. And John Lithgow is just like, whatever, I'm an alien who's a college professor with dumbass students. It's a great show. It's super underrated. I really like that show. I gotta, I need a Kleenex. Shout out hey, Kleenex. T- tissue. We don't give out free product uh, endorsements. 
product promotion. Yeah, tissue. Um, Man, if someone from Kleenex hears this, though, like, dude, shout out. <laughs> um, if you want to endorse us, I, I have bad allergies, so it would help. The um, next episode of the show brought to you by fucking Kleenex. That'd be sick. Um, well, then, instead of just asking what are we listening to, I wanted to make it fitting for what we were talking about for about the first half, three-fourths of the episode. What are um, you looking at? <laughs> well, what are you listening? What are you listening to? But um, what were you listening to? And and was the artwork sick? Oh, good one. What today? I listened to Boys to Men two, which is just like a huge Roman numeral two, with like glowing blue lights behind it from like the nineties. And I guess if it came out now, I'd be like, this album art fucking sucks. But at the time, it was sick, and yeah, the album is super sick. Simple yet effective. Right, which phenomenal record. Shout out Boys to Men forever. I'll die on this hill. Boys to Men is the greatest. <clears throat> uh, other than that, today I listened to With Honor. Um, this is our revenge, and the album art is fine. It works, and I listened to um Have Heart songs to scream at the sun, which has a phenomenal album art. It's just that little kid screaming in the field. It's wonderful, wonderful album art. Classic. Very classic. That album is, like, for that, like, genre and that vein of a subgenre, it's very, very important. It's, it's like, just, we sound like that, just down-tuned. And bands will continue to, like, strive to sound like that album until the hardcore doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Game-changing record. I've been listening to a bunch of Jimi Hendrix, and all of his album art's cool. It's, like, all psychedelic and old. Word. And, like, honestly, like, even if you don't get down with Jimi Hendrix, like, the artwork's just cool. Because it's, like, they were, do- they- you gotta think, that was over 50 years ago, and they look like, they still look cool, so. Yeah. Shout out. And then a bunch of John Mayer, and John Mayer's album art is all fine. Like, there's nothing objectively wrong with it. It's just, like, that, you know, kind of pop artist, like. The, uh, the Cutaway Blue EP, the album art was kind of a ripoff of Room for Squares. The Room for Squares one's really cool, though, because it has, like, at least kind of, like, a theme to it. Yeah. Um, but it's not, like, messy. It's real clean looking. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any... All his fonts are good. I mean, there's nothing nothing objectively good or bad. Just kind Actually, of the Continuum art is really, really great. Yeah, it's low-key. It's really cool. Although, the vinyl... I have it on CD and vinyl. The vinyl's different. Right. It's like white, but then uh, white on white, but it's like that picture of him looking down where he's got like long hair. Remember mm-hmm. that? But uh, yeah, the Continuum one rules. Uh, John Mayer rules. Uh, oh, there was one one other band I was listening to that I showed Steve that I got. I can't remember what they're called. Um, what the fuck were they called? I just gotta shout them out. They're really old, um, but they're called. Uh, ah, fuck! What the hell is this record called? Sorry, I'm like not on my toes today. Clearly, cool. Sorry, it took me it took me five minutes to remember the "You Will Always" uh, album title last week. Oh, so. uh, this band is called Skywave, and their re- their album's called Kill uh, Killer Rock and Roll, like one word. And uh, they, I think they were a band from the mid '80s to like the mid '90s, and it's just like a compilation, and it's just real shoegazy with like ugly sounding fuzz and like cool. Vo- I'd probably like, be into weird- it weird vocals with like a ton of reverb and it's like it's just weird so i could bring back that i'll send it to you 
Cool. What are you uh, listening to, Steve? I've been listening to a shitload of Just Like Heaven. Um, the, the Cure band song? Ju- no, the band Just Like Heaven. Oh, I didn't know that was a band. They're, they're awesome. They're an alt rock, like '90s alt rock sounding band from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. They just like started like late last year, early this year. It's like two people, and they they put a an EP out, and and they put out a single last week, like on Friday. And uh, wait, did you sh- did Mill? Did you share a bunch of this stuff like a year ago? I feel yeah. like I heard it. I've yeah. been just sharing it's their really, stuff all week. It's incredible. Um, it's really I, good. I like put the EP out in February, and I listened to it so much, and I put it down for a bit. And then when they put this song out, I was like, "Oh wait, that EP is amazing!" So that's like all I've been listening to. Oh, nice. I want to say, I want to. Is it art good? Been, last night, because I was drinking, I was listening to a bunch of Serbian music, and it's the worst album art you've ever seen. I'll send it to you, all of them, every every artist, every, uh, every one of them. Okay. I, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the just like Bad. heaven art, uh, just like heaven art earlier, and I really like all of it, and it's consistent. They like use the same person for three singles and the EP cover. It's all the same person. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think. Uh, that just about wraps it up. Cool. And um, the only thing we're going to be listening to, not from now on, is uh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. I've been on this train. So, yeah. I listened to that today, actually. I was like, damn. I love Christmas song. music so much. <laughs> and I kind of just love Mariah Carey. 90s Mariah Carey. She was just... Yeah, shout, shout out, out Nick Cannon. Shout out, <laughs> shout out old Nick Cannon wilding out. <laughs> Shout out Wilder Volderama. <laughs> Dude, Wild and Out is sick. I'm going to go watch that online, though. I might, too. It's, uh, okay, so yeah. That's uh, that's about it. Watch Wild and Out and uh, listen to Just Like Heaven and uh, don't smoke Misty 120s. Yeah. Smoke Virginia Slim Menthols. If you got this far, <laughs> thanks for listening and uh, let us know what your favorite album art is or, or your and least your fa- favorite album art. Ne- next week, we're going to talk about the best looking cigarette boxes. Yeah, uh, let us know what your favorite uh, cigarette box art is and uh, if, if the taste vibes with the artwork. Dude, I All can. Right. F- that's real. Okay. All right, I'll go. <laughs>